Happy Easter, Meadow Park. Woo! He is risen. All right, he is risen indeed, but what do we say at Meadow Park? When I say he is risen, I want you to say, oh yeah, right? He is risen. Exactly, and I don't know how you can come here today and miss that Christ is risen. We are proclaiming that loud and clear. We are so happy that you are here. I just want to just say another welcome and thank you for being a part of Meadow Park this morning to come together to worship. Whether you're here in person, whether you're joining online, it is great to be together. We are joining Christians. We are joining followers, people of God all around the world by the billions today. By the billions today proclaiming that Jesus is alive. In this church, around all up and down Bethel and around the city, the state, the country, around the world, 24 hours a day, the name of Jesus is being lifted up that he is alive in 2022. Do you believe that today? That is what we are celebrating today. And that's why we have party whistles. We have party whistles because we celebrate. As Pastor Kyle said, we have a baptism today. And you know what the amazing thing is about the baptism is it is a reenactment of Easter. It is a reenactment of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, the death, being buried with Christ, being raised to new life, washed into that new life and into that forgiveness. And today we have eight that are going to be baptized. We're going to hear from them a little bit later. Eight ladies. Give it up for the ladies this morning getting baptized here today. That is fantastic. And our baptism shirts, they say all in. All in. And as we saw in that video before the message, when Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? What's the most important thing we can do? And if Jesus is the Son of God and he proclaims and says, this is what's most important, we all need to take up and listen. He said, love the Lord your God. It's the most important thing you can do is to love God, is to be in a relationship with God, to experience what that means, and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. What it means is give everything you have to loving God. And you know what? We can love Jesus. We can be all in for Jesus because he was all in for us first. And that's what we are celebrating today. That's what we're seeing here today, and that's what we're singing about, and that's what we are proclaiming, that he was all in for us first. Now let me tell you, today uh, I, I want to be clear with you. There, I, have, I have a very important intention for all of us here today is that we would not miss the resurrection of Christ that we would not miss what that means to us, what that could do in our lives, how that can transform us. I don't want to see a single person leave here today, a single person that's watching online that does not know the hope that can be found in Jesus Christ, the promise, the freedom, the new life that is found there. And I'm going to ask you a couple key questions today, two key questions that I want you to be thinking about. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for in life? Easter, good. So, I wish all of us had an answer that quick. What are you looking for? The second question is, where are you looking for it? What are you looking for in life, and where are you looking for it? Now, kids, you guys are here today, right? Kids, I heard Easter. Are you guys excited about the Easter egg hunt? I heard that before, right? Now, you know how to answer these two questions when it comes to an Easter egg hunt, right? What are you looking for? You're looking for, and you know exactly what they're looking for, and where are you going to look for it? Outside, you know exactly where to go, right? When you know what you're looking for, and you know where to find it, that's when we're going to discover amazing things, and we want to find the Easter egg. But more than the Easter egg, the Easter egg to life, if any of you guys are video gamers, I'm not a huge gamer, but I hear that there's a terminology called the Easter egg that's embedded in video games. Anyone ever heard of that? Right? Right? It's like these secret things that you have to find in these little codes, and all of a sudden something gets revealed, but you have to go looking for it. You have to find it. 
And we want to discover the hope that we have in Christ. What are you looking for, and where are you looking to find it? We're going to hear a story today of that first Easter where these same questions were raised, where there were some women that were coming to the tomb on that first Easter, and, and they didn't find what they were looking for, but they found so much more. Because if we, if we rewind the clock from Sunday and we go back to Friday, and we've been hearing and we've been telling the story this morning as we began with the cross, that, that, that bloody day, that painful day, that dark day where Jesus hung on the cross and where hope seemed lost, where his followers came and they were hoping in a Messiah, they were hoping in a Savior, one who would turn things around and, and would bring a new kingdom about. That had been their hope and their promise. He said he was the Son of God and they believed it and then they watched him on the cross give up his last breath and say, it is finished. It is done, it is over. And they thought, what is going on? It was dark and they placed him in a tomb and they thought, that hope was gone. So we pick up that story, though, as they come back, as these women are coming back to the tomb on that first Sunday morning. We pick up the story in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was an earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. Imagine that for a moment. You're coming there. There's an earthquake. The earth is shaking. The stone is rolled aside, and there this angel's like, yeah, we just did that, and he's sitting up on that big stone. Yeah, I'm shining bright. What's your problem, right? I mean, he's there. God can do things, something amazing. And it says, the guards that were posted there shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Right? I was just overwhelmed overpowered. And so the women arrive at the tomb, and as they're there, it says the angel spoke to the women. He said, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. He predicted this. Come and see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly. Tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. So we look at this encounter of the, the women coming to the tomb. The women that morning looking to find something, and I want to look at what the angel said to them because I believe that is a story for us. There are some things here that we can learn on this Easter as we're asking this question, what are you looking for? What is it that you are looking for? If you look at Matthew 28, well, what I just read there, what the first thing the angel said to the women, he said, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. So they came looking to, to find Jesus dead. They came to embalm the body and, and, and to finish the rites of burial. And so that morning, as they were coming, on that first Easter, as they were going to the cemetery, as they were going to the tombs, they expected to find a crucified Jesus there. And th their world was changed. They were, they were expecting to come just like one of, you know, any of us would do after a loved one has passed away. And then you go to that grave, you go to that, that place where the ashes are or to the cemetery, and, and you're just, you're not thinking about a future at all. What you're thinking about is the future maybe that was lost. You're mourning, you're grieving, you're remembering what was there, and the women were just coming with that heaviness of heart. Their world had collapsed, everything was done. They thought it was over. And so they come and they're looking, and, and, and what does the angel say? I know what you are looking for. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. They knew what they were looking for. What are you looking for? The question that I'm asking you in life, what are you looking for in life? What are you looking for this morning? What did you come hoping to find? 
<laughs> the kids are locked in on that. They know the eggs are what they're coming to look in for. Adults, what are we coming to look for? We're looking for Jesus. We're looking for life. And what I realize is we come looking for different things. We're not all looking for the same thing. Some of us came today, and, and, and if you are a follower of Jesus, and you've experienced the hope of the resurrection, you've come to a moment in your life where you've surrendered your life to Jesus and said, you know what, there's more to this life than living for myself. There's a new hope in Christ. He is alive. Jesus is alive. His Holy Spirit lives with me. I believe the truths of the Bible. It's a foundation for my life. If you live in that way, Easter is the high point for you because this is what we live for. This is what we celebrate. Our faith is alive, and you come to church ready to sing and to shout and to clap, and you know what you're looking for. We're looking for Jesus, an affirmation of our faith that we have. Can I get any amens? Is anyone out there that's here for that? Okay? Yes, we're searching for that. Now, I'll be honest, there's others we know. Let's be honest, right? Some of you coming today, you're kind of like the women on that first morning. You're kind of expecting to find a dead Jesus. You're kind of wondering, you're looking around going, do these people really believe it? Come on, I know some of you are thinking it. Some of you watch. Do these people really believe it? Is that pastor a little delusional up there? I mean, this is 2022. Do we really believe that some man claiming to be God, he said he was Messiah, then he died, and then they hung him on a cross, they put him in a tomb, and then the tomb was really empty. There was an earthquake and an angel. Cute stories. But come on, come on, science, evidence, proof, there's, there, this, isn't, this is a fairy tale. And you come and you're not expecting to find Jesus, you're expecting to find Christ buried and done and moving on. You're here because somebody invited you, you're trying to keep mom happy, your boyfriend, girlfriend happy, and you're set up peas, I'm coming to church, I'm, I'm good, you got bribed with like some peeps or something, and, and so you're in church. And so you might be coming not expecting, like the women, not coming to expect to find something there. But maybe, maybe you're here today and you say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I'm not sure about this church thing. But, but you recognize there's something in your spirit that's looking for more. There's something more out there and you're curious and you're, and you're investigating. Maybe you're here today to go, I'm not sure, but, but I want to know more. I want to hear more. I'm investigating. I don't wanna, what's this all about? What are you looking for? One thing I know we're all looking for, we're looking for life. We're looking for hope. We're looking for peace. We're looking for purpose in our life. What's this all about? Is there more to this life? Is there more to the next life? Is there something I can build my life on, or is it just this endless searching and striving? What are you looking for? Jesus. All right, amen. I love it, crowd. You can all learn from the kids. We get in on this together. Jesus, that's right. What are you looking for? Now the question, though, is, the next one is, right, where are you looking for it? Where do you look for it? When you're looking for this life, when you're looking for hope, where do you go? And I think we go to so many different places when we're looking for meaning and purpose and, and what's it all about. And we look, we look for it in the arms of another person. We look for love. We look for romance. We look for relationships, for family. And, and there's some great things to be found there. But, but in the end, sometimes you wonder, is, is this it? A relationship is broken. Something, something happens. You realize, man, all my hope was in that. And, and where is it now? We look for hope and meaning. Where are you looking? Are you looking for it in your bank account? If I could just get a couple more zeros then I'll be set. When my financial advisor says, now I can retire, that's the hope I'm looking for, that's what I'm striving for, then it'll happen. Man, when I can move into that neighborhood, when I can afford that house, man, if I can just get that car, if I could just go on that vacation, that's some, and, and we get to some of those places in life, if I can get that corner office, if I could have some influence, if I could have that title, we think we're gonna find it, we think we're gonna find life in these places. 
And we don't find it there, and then we start searching in different ways, and maybe we get active and we get involved in the community or in politics, and if we can get these laws changed, if we can get this leader in place, if we can change the, and we, we, we pour ourselves in looking for it. Now the reality is there's some good things to be found in what I've, a lot of these places I've described. There are blessings from God, there are gifts, there's good things that he gives us, there's relationships, there's, there's our career, there's meaning, there's, there's things we can invest. But in the end, every single one of these things will not give us the meaning and purpose and fulfillment that we are looking for. And so when you ask you, where are you looking for your hope? Where are you looking for that? I think about what the angel said to the women in Luke 24, 5. He said, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Why are you looking? Here's the way I would put it. You will never find life searching in the tombs, the dead and empty places of this world. And some of us are spending our whole life, we're striving, we're looking for life, and we keep turning up, and we're looking for those Easter eggs, and we're trying to find it, and it keeps coming up empty. Or you think you found the egg, and you open it, and there's nothing in it. We've got to search in places where there's life. And, and I just want to let you know that next week, we're beginning a series called Lens on Life. Because we want to really look at how are we seeing the world, and, and how can Jesus give us a new perspective? How can we look at some of these things in our life and go, man, is it, how, how do I see differently how does following Christ give us a different perspective and maybe how have I allowed some of my worldviews to shape me in a way that is not bringing fulfillment? We're gonna dive into that next week. But where are you looking? Are you looking in the empty places? Well, the women came to a cemetery and they didn't find Jesus there. They didn't find the life they were looking for. They didn't find anything except an empty tomb, which is a pretty big deal. And then the next verse, the angel says to them, he isn't here he is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. So just like maybe to you, he's saying he isn't there. He isn't in those places where we're looking. We've got to go where Jesus is. He isn't here. He is risen, which means he's alive. And not only that, he predicted it. Tell me somebody who's done that before who said over and over again, I will rise again, and he did. And the tomb was empty, and he appeared to his disciples, and he appeared to others. But this truth changes everything. See, the resurrection and the story for followers of Christ isn't just some kind of historical narrative, a nice fairy tale, a children's story, something that makes us feel good. We believe it to be true, to be real, that Jesus isn't just a story, but that his spirit continues to live, that through his Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is alive. He's with the Father. He's with us here. And because of that, we can have life. It changes everything. That's why the resurrection matters. Because if death can be conquered, what else has power over us? Right? The ultimate thing that can take us out is death when it's over and it's done. And to know that is still not the end. The end. If death can be conquered, what can't be conquered in life? That's the hope we have as followers of Christ, that no matter what comes to an end, what feels like a death in our life, Jesus continues to bring out new life. That is an insatiable hope that followers of Christ have. That's why we can face difficulty in the eye, death and pain and struggle divorce and depression and addiction and different things, we have a foundation that says this is the hope that I have in Christ. Because of the resurrection, God can bring something new into the dark places of our lives. As Paul said in the Bible, he said, if there is no resurrection, then just eat, drink, and go on with your life. Forget about it. And sadly, many do. And we miss the joy and what we can find in this amazing good news. What are you looking for? Where are you looking for it in life? So the women hear the message. He's risen. He isn't here. You hear the message. 
He's risen. He isn't here. God is alive. All this great information, this good news that is going out, what do you do with it? Well, look what the, we want to talk about how we respond to this. Look what the angel said to the women. He said, come, see where his body was lying. Come and see. Come and see. It's one thing to hear about it, but now to come and see and, and, and see what God is doing. I want to tell you two things about how to respond to the message of Christ. Two challenges that I want to give you. The first is this. Explore faith in Jesus for yourself. Explore faith in Jesus for yourself. Listen, don't be afraid to search for God. Don't be afraid to go on that search and looking to, to, to find him and to be in a place like this. Okay, where is God? Let me find you. Jesus, I know you're there. God, I think if you're real, show yourself to me. It's okay to look and to search. I love this verse in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, 13, and 14. Here's what the Lord says. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. He's not afraid of your search. He's not afraid of you to explore and to ask questions and think, but to put everything in. When you search for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This past week, uh, one, uh, one, of our, one of our staff uh, was, was Morgan, who's back there. She doesn't know I'm saying this, but don't worry about it. I won't embarrass you, Morgan. But uh, we, we, there was an Easter egg hunt that was happening in our children's center, and, uh, and, and that was a lot of fun watching them look for the, for the eggs. that had some good incentives in there, and watching all the teachers looking for the eggs was fun. And then well, on, on some of our church uh, staff here, we, we didn't hide any Easter eggs, and so we were getting kind of sad that we didn't get to participate. And then Morgan grabbed about a dozen eggs, 10 eggs when we didn't know it, and she hid them all over our offices, and she said, you will never find these. I hid these so good, and that was the only challenge that Pastor Kyle and Pastor Tim needed to start turning the office upside down. I mean, it was like books were flying off the shelves, things were getting ransacked, like we're gonna find these eggs, right? When you search whole heart, did they find them all? I don't even know. They still didn't find them, all right, so the search is still on, right? But there's something about a wholehearted search. When you know there's something you wanna find, there's something that, that's there for you, and you set out, say, I am going to find it. Because you know what, it's okay not to believe right away. It's okay to doubt, it's okay to have questions. Because you know what, that's what happened to the ladies that came to the tomb, they weren't sure, right? Why do you think the angel said, come and see? You heard the news, but now you need to stick your head in, you need to look, you need to peek, take a look, see the linens lying there, see the tomb is empty. And you're in good company if you doubt or struggle, because you know what, when the women went and they told the other disciples, here's what we read in Luke 24. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. These were the disciples. Their friends told them, and it was like, sounded like nonsense. They didn't believe it. You're in good company if you're still struggling. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. What did Peter do? He didn't go, oh, I heard the news. He ran, he looked, he put an effort forth. If this is true, if this is real, I need to know. And I need to investigate and I need to explore because everything can hang on this. And it's okay and it's good to ask questions. I want you to know Meadow Park is a place you can ask questions. This is a place where you can come and with your doubts and concerns, and I got some help here coming up on the platform, I love it. This is what we, we love having kids in worship. This is so fun to all be together. Does he play electric guitar too? So, <laughs> here, hey, hey, hey buddy, how are you? <laughs> well, they say don't ever get on stage with puppies and children, right? You'll never, you, you never have a chance after that. <laughs> well, listen, it's okay to ask questions. And not only okay, it is good to ask questions. How, would you, how can you explore your faith? 
Well, you're here today. You're listening. You're leaning in. Listen to that and soak that up. Talk to somebody that you came with. Find another follower of Christ and maybe say, do you really believe this? Why do you believe it? Help me understand. Grab a Bible and, and open it up and read. If you don't have a Bible, we will give you a great Bible today that you can read in language and English that, that, you, that you can actually understand. We have, we have a guide for you that where you can take those first steps of faith and just read through and maybe ask some questions and, and get some more knowledge. Explore, lean in, ask questions. Come back for the next series. Say, I'm gonna spend the next four weeks, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna lean in and see what is there for me. That is a beautiful way, come and see. The second way that we respond is this, we experience faith in Jesus for yourself. Don't just explore it, but ultimately, I want you to experience it. To say, it's not just the story I hear, it's not just information and knowledge, but it has transformed me, I am different. To meet Jesus personally, not just to hear about him, not to hear other stories, but the people that believe in Christ truly feel and believe and know we have a relationship with our creator through Jesus Christ. Think about Thomas, one of the disciples. What's his, uh, what's his descriptor adjective? Doubting. doubting. How would you like to be known throughout history as Doubting Thomas, right? Man, the poor guy gets a bad rap for one instant. Why didn't it wasn't called Doubting Peter? Peter didn't believe the women either, right? But Doubting Thomas, because da- Thomas said, I won't believe unless I can put my hands in, in his scars, unless I can see and feel. And so Jesus responded and met Thomas. And he put out his hands, and, and, and Thomas felt and saw that Jesus was alive. And at that moment, Thomas fall, fell to his knees and personally said, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God, this personal connection, this relationship, you are who you say you are. Now, you might be saying, right, hey, if, if Jesus was here, his hands and scars right here, and I could go up and touch him, count me in. Count me in, I would believe, right? Some of you who are skeptics, you might be saying that. And I get it. I get it. You know what Jesus said? Jesus knew this would happen too because Jesus left and left us his Holy Spirit. But here's what he said to Thomas right after he felt the scars. He told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. And you know the witness that we have, the proof that we have, the evidence that we have is in the changed lives all around us. People who have been transformed by Christ who know that he is real and that he is alive. Explore faith in Jesus, experience it. Come and see, stick your head in the empty tomb, take a look, do some investigating. God says he will be found when you search for him with all your heart. There's one more thing that the angel said to the women. Verse seven, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. Go and tell. Go and tell. That's why we as a church, we celebrate Easter not only once a year. Do you know that we celebrate Easter how many times a year? At least 52 times a year. That's why we have church on the first day of the week. Sunday's the first day of the week, not Monday. Monday's the worst day of the week, right? (laughs) Sunday's the first day of the week, the best day of the week. We give them our first hours, the first part of our days, every single week throughout the year because Jesus is alive. That is Easter. We celebrate the resurrection. We remind ourselves that Christ is alive and that we are transformed and we get new courage and power to work and to lead and to, to love the people around us. Go and tell Spread the word, share the hope of Christ. And just like on that first Easter, the women were the ones who had to lead the men. We've got some women this morning. (laughs) Can I get an amen, ladies? (laughs) This morning, we've got the women leading the way. We've got eight women, am I right? Eight women being baptized this morning. There may be some more women being baptized this morning, I don't know. 
There may be some more men being baptized this morning. You don't even know it yet, but you're going to be baptized here. You might want to be baptized in a moment. But we've got the women who want to tell the story and just share in a moment here how Christ has changed them and why they're being baptized. Because baptism is a going public of faith saying, I have been transformed. They would not do this if their faith in Jesus wasn't real, it wasn't personal, and it didn't transform them. Because it's about being all in and letting you know. So ladies, come on up. Belle, lead the way up here. Grab the mic. Come on up. And let's hear from these ladies. You're, yeah, you're good. Good. Come on down. Okay. You can come all the way down here. Belle, why don't you start us off? All right. Um, my name is Belle. <gasps> all right. Um, so before, be I'm sorry, come scoot no, just okay. a little more. I want to get you guys all up here. There we go. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> okay, so before meeting Jesus, my life was really hard to navigate. Um, I had no confidence in any of the decisions that I made. Um, I can't breathe. My girl. <laughs> um. I've always been a Christian, but I have never poured into Jesus or trusted Jesus. Um, last year, I got the honor to take care of a man named Jim Hazen. I'm sure, oh, yes, good man. Um, I got to take care of him in the end of his life, and then in July, I came here for his funeral. I came to Meadow Park for the first time, um, and I felt it placed in my heart that this is just where I needed to stay and start my relationship with Jesus. My hands are shaking. Since then, I've never felt alone. I feel confident in my hard times, and I have confidence in my decision because I know that my Lord is never going to leave me, even if I make the wrong decision. Um, today, I'm getting baptized because I want you all to know that I long to be obedient and trusting in Jesus. Amen. Um, that I love him with my whole heart. I'm going to cry. Um, and that I just, I give everything to him. That's all. Um, my name is Caroline, and there wasn't really a time before I became a Christian. Ever since I was born, I've been going to church. And when I was younger, I didn't really understand what being a Christian was all about. But in the past year, I've learned what being a Christian is all about. My youth group has helped me a lot with this, and I'm very thankful for that. My life has changed a lot, living it for Jesus, and life is hard, but being a Christian has made it easier. I know that everyone makes mistakes, and I'm glad to have Christ along with me and always forgiving my mistakes. I'm getting baptized today because I've been through a lot this past year, and my faith with Jesus has helped me through it. I also want to put all my trust in Christ and go all in for him. Hello, my name is Sandy Munoz. Um, I'm a crybaby, so I'm probably going <laughs> to lose it real quick. Um, it's, I find it poignant that the very first service I ever attended at Meadow Park was at PAL for Easter service. Um, so it's only appropriate that my rebirth aligns with the holiest of days. I've always been a believer for as long as I've known it. I don't ever remember a time not being a believer. I've always served and given my time quietly, giving my gifts, extending my gifts. 
volunteering and assisting. Um, I want to be an example to my children. <laughs> I want to be an example to my children in my walk with Christ. I have very clear, I can't even read it, I'm crying too hard. <laughs> I have very clear, specific memories my whole life attending church, being involved in vacation Bible school, going to church camp, fellowship of Christian athletes, it's not even around anymore, <laughs> being a part of various groups and walking in faith with others. But these are just checking boxes and that's great, but it's just checking boxes and I want and I need more. <laughs> For a very long time, I felt this pull, like a magnet. It's undeniable, it's unshakable. It's beckoning me to lean in more. I've been very intentional in my faith in the last few years, and every time I'm intentional, the Lord shows me every single time that he's there for me. I can't read it, Whew. sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am standing here an imperfect person with so much more to do. But I know if I'm intentional in all of my things, that I will fulfill the promise that I want to make, that Jesus made for me. And I just want to share one last thing. My life verse, the one that I always lean into no matter what, Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. You will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Hi, my name's Diane Wright. I'm taking deep breaths right now. I am the most senior person up here, so I've had a lot of life to live, so my testimony might be a little bit longer than some of the others. So when I grew up, I, I was raised in a family where we only went to church on Easter and Christmas. And even as a child, I felt like there was a big void in my life. I had a grandmother who was a strong Christian, and she was a, a strong mentor for me. So fast forward to my early 20s, when I felt like I had total control in my life. Boy, was I in for a rude awakening. When I was 23, I lost my father unexpectedly. When I was 24, I lost my mother. And in between that time, I had a husband who walked out on me with no notice whatsoever. And I knew then that I could not get through my trials and tribulations without God. And so I started attending Meadow Park and there were so many people in this church over the years, and my friends and my family who helped me in my spiritual walk. And I am so grateful for that. So it was a process, but finally in the 1980s, as I attended Meadow Park, I accepted Christ. And at that point in time, my life started changing. I started, first of all, that void that I had was filled. I started listening to God and trying to do what he wanted me to do. And in, this, in the September of 1996, this was the most significant thing so far in my life that God has led me to do. He led my husband and I on a plane to Wuhan, China to meet a little nine-month-old baby girl that was in an orphanage. 
that became our daughter, Danielle, and unfortunately she couldn't be here today. She's 26 years old. She lives out of state and had other commitments, but definitely the biggest blessing in my life, and I thank him every day for that. Yeah. Now, being a member of Meadow Park for years, why am I just now choosing to be baptized? <laughs> because I have always been fearful to be in front of people. Uh, and I've prayed about this for years. I was actually ready to do it Easter Sunday in 2020, and we all know what happened with the pandemic. So I've continued to pray about it. And as I look at all of you, I don't know why I was so afraid, because you're... <laughs> You are all my brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're here to celebrate. So why am I doing it right now? Because of, first of all, if I can do it, any of you can do it. And gentlemen, take, take a lesson. We want to see some men up here the next time. So the bottom line, and what better day to do it than on Easter? So the bottom line is Jesus went all in for me, and I am going all in for him. Good morning, my name is Lodia. Um, I was baptized at the age of 14, but somewhere along the way, I totally lost my faith. If I couldn't see it or understand it, then I didn't want anything to do with it. So last summer, I decided to move my daughter to a private school, which happened to be Christian, and I was told the only way she could be accepted was if I agreed to go to church weekly. So I started coming here, and uh, in the beginning, I was just kind of going through the motions, and then I started feeling more moved and interested in the sermons, especially the one about supernatural prayer and healing, because I was recently diagnosed with a life-changing condition. So I asked Diane for a Bible, and I've been reading and praying daily since. And now I have a sense of peace about my uh, condition, about my current life situation, because um, I'm where I need to be, and Jesus is there with me. So, <laughs> um, so I decided to get baptized again to reaffirm my love and my faith and uh, devotion to Jesus. I was lost in my personal, wandering in my personal wilderness for 20-something years, and now that I'm returning to Jesus, I wanted to publicly declare it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Karen Cooper, as it says. Um, I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home. Thank mom over there. <laughs> so it's just a kind of a matter of time before I became a Christian. And in high school, I chose Jesus as my own. Then there was college, and then there was those wild, rebellious years. Mom will tell you I'm still in them, <laughs> but, but we, we, we still love her. Um, so I've been coming here since my kid was four. He's 26 also. Um, so I've been here for 22 years, and um, why haven't I been baptized prior to this? 25 years ago, when I was living in California, my son was one. I wanted to get baptized. I was ready. But the church had a different viewpoint of baptism than I had. Theirs was legalistic, not spiritual. And I wanted a spiritual baptism. Then I had a wonderful son, Corey. He's an introvert, and I knew that he would never get baptized if he had to do it on his own. So I waited for him. Well, he's lived in Kansas City for three years. <laughs> so I figured that wasn't going to happen. And then Diane emailed me and said, let's do it. 
So here I am doing it. <laughs> I am proud to be one of the all-inners. <laughs> and that's what we're going to call ourselves from now on, I think, the all-inners. So I also am blessed that I have some friends that are here. Bernie has been here. He helped care for my dad, and he's still caring for my mother. So we appreciate him here. And my partner in life, Keith, is here also, Corey's father. And so it just was a happy accident that he was here, but I am truly blessed to have him on another momentous time in my life. So thank you, honey. And that's it. I'm all in. All right. <laughs> well, happy Easter. My name's Brenda Miller. <laughs> um, I was baptized as an infant, um, but I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, I did always know that there was something missing in my life. There was just always something. Um, when my children were in preschool, um, two Christian friends came up to me um, in the parking lot um, after I dropped the kids off and said, you're coming with us to a, an in-depth Bible study of Matthew. And I'm like, no, not me. And they're like, yeah, you. And so I went and I listened and I loved it because I'd never heard people teach the Bible. So um, I, I'd, heard, I'd heard sermons, I'd heard whatever, but I'd never heard people teach the Bible. And I um, fell in love with the story in Matthew, and I fell in love with uh, my Savior, Jesus Christ. So um, when my little boy, Willie, was upstairs taking a nap, he missed out. My four-year-old daughter and I sat at my kitchen table, and um, we prayed the steps to assurance, and we invited Jesus Christ into our hearts, and that was in 1996. Um, since that time, I've really just grown to have such a deep love for God's Word. It speaks to me daily. Um, he's given me a new heart, a new heart that's capable of loving beyond my own com comprehension. In this new season of my life, which it is a new season, um, God is showing me how to better share my faith so that we will all be ready when Christ returns. And I am being baptized today in response to God's incredible faithfulness to me. He's brought me through some really hard times, and he's brought me through with real strength and real purpose. Um, he's shown me that being all in is the only way that he wants me to live. So I want to encourage everyone here, I want to encourage you, leave nothing undone for the Lord. Thank you. Wow, I have to follow all these amazing stories. You women are wonderful. Uh, I'm Betsy. Um, I was around 12 when I started my journey of faith. Um, at that time, though, I thought, oh, I believe that's enough. I don't have to change how I do anything. Um, but luckily, I kept searching and seeking over the years. Um, and then one day, about seven years ago, I was in a very terrible domestic situation. Um, and through that, I became a single mother to a then one-year-old daughter. Um, I was scared, broken, lost, just didn't know what to do. But at the same time, in that very moment, I knew that that was God's way of saving my life, and I praised him. I never thought I was a victim. I was always a survivor, and I put all my faith in, in Jesus and God at that time. Um, and that's when I really vowed to live my life for him. Um, it took me years to really put the pieces back together and really see all the blessings that would come of it. 
boy, have I been blessed. I have an amazing husband. My daughter's fantastic. I have amazing stepsons. Just I've been blessed over and over. And my supporters, my brothers here, his family, they've been amazing throughout everything. Um, so, and I know that, you know, I'm blessed with God's kindness and his acceptance and his grace. And so I try to use that when I have interactions with other people, just really embody that, uh, the goodness. Um, and I just wanted to be baptized for some time now, and I figure Easter Sunday, that's like the best possible way ever to profess my faith in following in Christ. So that's why I'm here. Thank you. Some amazing stories, huh? Isn't that awesome? Give these guys another round of applause for sharing their faith this morning. Exploring our faith, experiencing faith. There's a difference there. I don't know where you are on that journey, and maybe this morning you feel God speaking to you. Maybe you feel in your heart, you feel pounding you. I don't know, I don't know how do I experience Jesus? You feel it. You know it in your gut. You know it in your spirit. You can tell if God is there. And I just want to ask you today, what will you do with the story? When you hear these words, he is risen, he isn't here, he's alive, come and see, take a look, explore, and then go and tell. I just want to pray for us this morning, I want to pray for these ladies being baptized, so if you just bow your head with me for a moment, and I just want you to reflect on those two questions that we were asking. What is it that you are looking for, and where are you looking for it? I don't know if maybe today you say, I need more. I need Christ in my life. I'm, and maybe you're not ready to jump all in yet, but you're ready to explore. Maybe this morning, if you just raise your hand, I'd love to pray for you. If you're in a place right now where you're saying, I want to explore, I want to ask questions, I'm curious, I want to know more. I don't know if I'm all there yet, but I would like to know more. I'm going to, Jesus, I'm committing to walk closer to you. Just raise your hand right now if, you're, if that's you this morning. Just raise your hand so we can be praying for you this morning. Yes, let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Yes, who else? Yes praying for you. People, what you don't realize is some of the children in this room are raising their hand. They want to know more. Who else? Who else? Yes, I see your hands. Yes, absolutely. How, is there anyone here today that this is the moment where you're saying, you know what, I want to cross that line of faith today. I want to know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm not going to do it on my own anymore. I want his grace. This is the day, Easter 2020, I am all in for Jesus. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand up so I could be praying for you this morning. If that's you, let me see who's here today. Yeah, I want to pray for you. Yeah, I want to pray for you. Who else? Yes, I want to pray for you. Who else? Who's here today? This is the day. I want to pray for you. Absolutely. Who else? God's calling you today. This is the day to begin that relationship with Christ. Yeah, let me pray for you today. That is awesome. Wonderful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is so good that we get to serve a living Savior. God, that you loved us so much, that you stepped into earth, that you came to this place to show us the way, that we can be alive spiritually, not questioning, not wondering, God, but just to know that we have our, our foundation in you. Father, I pray for those here this morning who are just on a journey of seeking and searching for you and looking. God, I know you will honor that. Draw near to them, we pray. Open their hearts for you. And Heavenly Father, for those here this morning saying this is the day I'm gonna put my life and my faith and my hope and my trust in you. God, we celebrate this day of new beginnings, of new life where they are spiritually born into your kingdom. 
and we celebrate that as a church. Father, we thank you for these women, all in different ways and different places and stages in their life, and, and God, you've worked in some unique ways, and we give you thanks for the renewal that's taking place in them and the new life they have in you. God, bless them on this journey as they go forward from here. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.